This is the Variety Sports Network created for the fans, by the fans. Now to your host, it's a night show. Welcome to episode two here of the Double Double Podcast here, Variety Sports Network. Your exclusive home for NBA talk here on Variety Sports Network. I got my co-host here, Doug, with me. I'm your, I'm your host, Derek Darren Breyer, here on the Variety Sports Network, brought to you by Row One Brand over here. Doug, season's right on the way here next Thursday. We got opening tip here on TNT. We'll get into those games involving one of those games involving my Warriors, of course. So we'll definitely get into that. A little bit. We'll also get into NBA League Pass teams, one of my favorite subjects going into the year. So kind of looking forward to who your teams are there. And we'll obviously get into our predictions heading into the season as well. Doug, how you doing this week? Doing really good, man. Uh, it's been a, a little bit of a slower Friday for me. Been hanging out, watching a couple movies, uh, doing a little prep here for the show tonight. Uh, looking forward to episode two with you tonight. Uh, Weird how those uh, those Warriors are going to be a big topic for us this year. wonder how that keeps getting slid in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's always going to be a topic, especially if they're on TV, man. I got yeah, a little no, cast yeah. stuff for you as well. So don't, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'm gonna, I'll host you well, man. I'll get you a little cast talk in there every show here. So I look forward to kind of getting to that with you too. All right. Hey, one of the things I kind of thought was with the start of our show was kind of like, all right, like, we kind of went over a lot of things last week. But I kind of was like, all right, what's one of the main reasons we did the shows? Because obviously we like basketball. We love talking about it. What's kind of your first memory of the NBA? Like when you think of something like what's something like it doesn't have to be anything like massive, like Jordan's fadeaway. It's just like something that came to your head where you're like, oh, that's that's kind of like could just be an image that came to your mind or something. Do you have a first memory of the NBA? Um, I first really started watching the NBA and like paying attention probably when I was – 10 10 or 11 ish and that would have been the time right when Allen Iverson was kind of in going into his prime so my first real memories is is Allen Iverson the shooting sleeve the headband um just the way he would score the ball so probably that 2000 2001 range Allen Iverson really like kind of brought basketball um and made it like a a must-see tv for me at a young age um, other than that, it would be like a college basketball. So I, I didn't want to give any of those. Um, but it, for the NBA, it was Allen Iverson during that MVP year. Um, yeah, it's like my first where I like, and then, you know, you got Shaq and Kobe's Lakers that, that whole finals is where it really started to ramp up for me in terms of NBA basketball. Stepping over Lou 2001. I think that was, that was my, uh, that was my junior year in high school. So that was like, I kind of, that was a, some prime years for me uh, yeah. memory wise for NBA as well. Uh, Vince Carter, the Bucks, all those series with yes. Leonard Robinson. Yeah, those are some good times there. It's funny. I, I kind of my first image is 1993. That's the first one because I would have been nine at that time, and I just remember that Warriors taking on Barkley and the Suns in '93. And my dad, we, I was basically all baseball at that point. I never even, I don't even think I had played basketball by nine yet, and like any type of standard league. But I just remember that game three, and I remember like trying to sneak downstairs to kind of see what he was watching down there. That was the game, sure enough, that Barkley put up 56 in that game three performance against the Warriors. So it's kind of one of those images like you. I remember me and my brother trying to like sneak down, thinking we're being sneaky. I think my dad knew the whole time we were looking anyway. So right. it's kind of one of those kind of cool NBA memories. So it's just kind of like now that we're doing this podcast, we try to do it the whole year. It's got to be kind of a fun perspective to get on where you kind of first started with that image. And 2001 is a good one for sure. Um. Because, you know, you were kind of getting into the NBA right at that time. Do you think that people kind of forget how good Charles Barkley was because of his personality now? We like we know him now more as like an analyst and a personality and all that kind of stuff. Do you think people really forget just how good Charles Barkley was um, in that 90s run? Uh, I think because of that, for sure. Especially if you watch that game, and especially in the 90s, you couldn't double as easily in the post. And he was like, he could really take advantage of something like that. Like, because you couldn't do that little, like, you just couldn't double him. And he was so good in there. He's such a good passer. But, yeah, I would say he was definitely underrated for sure. Because, I mean, uh, no doubt about it. You know, and this is kind of just like revisionist history and such. But if you look back in that Bulls series when he took the Suns to the finals, if KJ plays like KJ played the whole season, they probably could beat they could beat the Bulls in that series. Kevin Johnson was terrible in that series if you look back at it. No I mean, doubt. And as good as Charles Barkley was, he just needed that number two, and it just wasn't there in the series. I mean, obviously, you give the Bulls credit for taking away KJ, but if he even plays to 
like his average standard during the regular year, regular season, they probably they could have beat the Bulls in that series. Charles Barkley was that good. I mean, so I just I oh, he's always been one of my favorite players. Looking, no, he's got, he, watched, and I've rewatched some of those games in '93, like that game that was I think it's game four. I think it's game four where they kind of blow it a little bit. The Suns and that one it kind of changes yeah. that series a little bit. Um, but they're kind of fun rewatchables. I'm with you on that. He was he was a great. It's just kind of the first image that sticks in my mind. It's funny that you say the Iverson as well. That was a big one in high school. Of course, uh, even though they lost him, stepping over Tyre, uh, Lou at that time was always kind of a big deal uh, back then in the Lakers, obviously, with their dynasty. Um, hey, all right. So double-double podcast here. We're kind of here ready to talk about, like, let's get into our Western Conference playoff predictions. Um, I say I want to mix it up a little bit. I had West on the dock, but I want to start with your guys here. Let's start Eastern Conference a little bit. Let's go there with it. Let's, I just want to go top 10. I don't want to – we don't need to go any deeper. We can kind of figure out that during the during the season a little bit. But what do you got for, like, maybe your guy, your top 10? If you don't have an order, that's fine. But just kind of your top 10 guys uh, here in the Eastern Conference. Headed you, want, you want top 10 players or top 10 teams? Teams. Top 10 teams. Okay, I'm going to try to go in order. Um, Celtics, uh, one seed. All right. Um, and then I'm going to go, obviously, Bucks two seed. Uh, then I'm going to go with... Do I want to go there? I, I'm i going to move Philly down further than probably you would say. I'm going to go uh, Cavs, three seed. All right. Uh, Heat, four seed. Knicks, five seed. 76 or six seed. Hawks, the seven seed. Um. Ooh, I have the, this uh, is the top. This is a toss up. Ah, uh, do I want? I'm gonna go Pacers eight seed, Raptors uh, nine seed. Ooh, that's a little bit of a leap. Ah, I should, I gotta have Brooklyn in there somewhere. Darn, this is tough. Um, yeah. That's my ten teams. Brooklyn's my ten teams. They might change in there a little bit in terms of seeding, but that the East is definitely pretty packed right now. Because um, you got to think, in my opinion, Orlando is gonna be better this year. Uh, another year of Franz getting better. Another year of Paulo getting better. Yep. Uh, I, I think they're going to be Would you put them over the Hawks now that you think about it? A little, uh, <laughs> right now you have them off. Right now, I think the I'll Hawks be- are talented. I think the Hawks are talented. I just – I don't like Trey Young. I just really don't like Trey Young. But you have him as a seven seed, so you got that. I know. I think they're talented. Them. I think they're really yeah. talented. I got um, I got Celtics one, Bucks two. Mm-hmm. We agree there. I got Sixers three, so I think even with Harden, I feel like maybe I'm motivated and be that helps a little bit. I kind of believe in that reverse psychology. You said that sometimes with athletes, uh, I can see them jumping to three. I got your Cavs four, so you had your six. You had the Sixers six. I have them three. I got the Pacers five. I don't know. I wow. just kind of I'm just kind of taking a risk on a team. Sometimes the Eastern Conference has a wild card in there that yeah. just kind of jumps the gun a little bit. It doesn't mean they're a great team. They might get eliminated in the first round there. And that'd probably be a good matchup for the Cavs in the first round. <laughs> yeah, it would <laughs> but, be for the first round, yeah. But sometimes that happens. I'm going to go out a little live here. I think there's a world where the Pacers could make a little leap here uh, like in, the, in the league. So I got them there. I got the Heat 6, Knicks 7, Magic 8, Nets 9, Raptors 10. So the Hawks okay. and the Magic are really the only two teams we have kind of swapped there in terms of in the playoffs, out of the playoffs, they're in the Eastern Conference. When you look at the Eastern Conference, I, I just want to give you this perspective from somebody that watches it from the Western Conference side. I always look at it as it's kind of more, more boring conference. It's kind of just how I always kind of look at the teams a little bit. But now, the last two years, there's a little bit more offense. Some of the players have kind of shifted to where some of the better players in the Eastern Conference. We did have a Western Conference champ still last year as well, but – uh, with that said, I kind of do feel like the Eastern Conference has a, a chance to be a little bit more exciting this year than it has been in the past. I think that's fair. Um, yeah, the Western Conference has kind of been uh, a little more flashy. I think that's fair to say. Uh, but, I mean, those those top three to four teams, I mean, Boston, the Bucks. I mean, they're two of the top four title contenders right there. I mean, you still got really high-end basketball at the very top. Now, yeah. you do have your – you have your Charlottes, your Washingtons, your Detroits. I mean, there's some bad, bad basketball at the bottom of the East. But, hell, Toronto's going to be talented this year. I mean, yes, they've lost Fred Van Fleet and some things have changed around, but they're going to be talented. They're going to be a tough team, tough out. 
Um, Detroit's getting Cade back. They're going to be physical. They're going to be tough. Can Cade take a big leap after an injury year? Uh, Charlotte, I've already written off for good reason. And the the Bulls, I've lost all faith in the Bulls. So, yeah, some of that bottom. uh, I like that you named Indiana. I think the five seed's a little early for where they could be. I think I think they're going to be fighting right there for that that seven eight nine ten. I think that's going to be a very close battle in the East. So I, I'm with what you're saying. I, I agree. Um, the West definitely they have has some of the players in place, don't you think? From like most young teams, when you think of it, you're like, well, Turner's there. He's pretty. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's there's some veteran presence there with the Pacers that kind of intrigues me. And then Matherin has a kind of a yeah. He fell off Good a little bit, but he showed a lot of potential. We'll see if he can kind of bounce back and have a more consistent season in that regard. But and then you have Halliburton, your guy. You've mentioned him a few times on the show yeah. as well, or on the show last week. So I don't know. I think that I, I'm with. I think that's the team that can make a jump. And the Nets always are a weird team to me because I do like Bridges too. And right. I did. I just don't. I don't know. Like some of their other pieces to me just don't excite me during. A but whole here's year. the thing, with Brooklyn, what this is this is such a big what if. But if if Ben Simmons is playing good basketball, that's yeah. a super talented team. It is. That's a you really believe in him playing team. good basketball though, Doug? No, <laughs> but he's such he's such a wild card that you you I, I think it's it's just lodged in the back of my mind at one time this guy was phenomenal on the he court. was and like if Number he's but if he's magically phenomenal again with Michael Bridges with uh, Cam Johnson with Nick Claxton with talented guys around them that that one through five is extremely long and extremely athletic. They would be a hard out any night of the week if if Ben Simmons can be that guy. All right, so the Sixers are the team we have the biggest difference. I have them at three. You have them at six. I think it's very fair you have them at six. I have, but I do believe in this. Like I said, I believe in more like the reverse psychology of hard to not be there at Embiid, maybe making an MVP jump in that regard. But we'll see what happens in the trade market. I don't think – we'll see what the Sixers get back. It's just such a weird deal with them. We'll get into him yeah. a little bit later too. But just from a standings point, you have them going that – you just think the Harden apps that makes a big deal I, I, of the drama around it. I think I remember what happened to Houston though. He was yeah. he he just gave up on them. It's very possible he gives up on Philly until they trade him. That's so fair. mine's more of a negative Harden. You're spinning it in like, okay, I want this. I'm going to come out and bust my ass and play good basketball. He's not even showing up to practice at this point, so we don't know. It's tough. That's fair. The season starts in a couple of days. He's got to make a decision. The Knicks. Five. They're kind of an intriguing team in that Eastern Conference, right? Like, do you, I know your Cavs lost to him last year. What do you think? Do you think they? Do you, I know. Put aside the the loss to him, you were probably impressed with the win, maybe a little against them. But I know Brunson. Like, the, anything aside with them injury wise, but is there a world where they could make a, an Eastern Conference Finals? Is there a world where that happens? No, not yet. No. Yeah. Um, it's it's there. I I like them in a playoff scenario more than Cleveland because of the toughness and they just kicked our ass head to head. But I think in a regular season, we're, we're better built for the regular season than the Knicks. That's why I placed them behind us in the standings. And so you don't believe in your calves that much then. I mean, no, that's, we, a, that's kind of a harsh criticism and a good, it, you know, like you're it, saying that they're not tough enough in some regards. And they I mean, took a loss last year, this better be a year they bounce back. Right. A lot of this relies on Evan Mobley's growth. He's yeah. got it. He's got to be, He's got to be that guy, and he hasn't been yet. And Donovan Mitchell, kind you know, kind of flopped in that series. And I'm just, um, I got to see it, man. I got to see it in a playoff series. You. That makes sense. Jalen Brunson was that guy in that series, and he looked like he was the superstar, not Donovan Mitchell, and that really sucked to watch. So yeah, I mean, we've got a couple factors that Cleveland has to show up in 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 a big series. So, the yeah. Mitchell aspect's fascinating, right? It, you know, it, it's kind of fascinating. They're like, I feel like you guys are better than. I feel like you guys could be better than the Sixers. I feel like that's that's yeah. definitely a world where that's possible. You guys finish in a three C. The Bucks Celtics. We both had Celtics one, Bucks two. Real quick as we wrap out Eastern Conference. I don't know. I think the Celtics just kind of proven it. I think that's probably why we're both kind of maybe suckering into that one. I know you like them uh, with Tatum with MVP, so I'm not surprised you have them at one there. So, and then we both got you got the Heat at four. You know, what do you think about them? I mean, is it just like let's just wait till the postseason, basically? I just trust them. Like yeah. I just trust the Heat to be there when it matters. 
I don't force the four seed might even be too high for them in the regular Probably season. So. <laughs> I, I, I now that I look back at it, I'm like maybe I should have slid them down, but I think it's more of I just trust. It's just a tr- It's not even like these I are gonna be players. They're not gonna Heroes be world. Be they're, good at some point, right? <laughs> they're yeah, but imagine how he feels. They had their best run without him on the court. Like that must have sucked. I mean. It's great for the franchise, but as a as a player and an individual, you're like, I wanted to be the reason we're doing this well. Like, yeah. it's it's not meant to you know be a negative, but I, I just trust Miami. I don't trust them to be great in the regular season, but I trust them to be there come playoff time. So, out of the teams we didn't mention to make the playoffs, which one kind of intrigues you the most here? You got the Wizards, the Pistons. Neither of us uh, mentioned the Hornets, and then we neither of us mentioned the Bulls. So, out of those teams, which one kind of just I don't know, it just kind of jumps out again. Like, I'm kind of just intrigued how they do. Like, wh- which one there? Uh, Detroit. Because Detroit, yeah, with Cunningham. I think yeah. he's, I think his game is really fun to watch. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a triple double type of uh, watch type game. And it's just fun to see a guy who can fill it up if healthy. Um, his size is also impressive for the guard position. So I think Detroit with Kate Cunningham is the most interesting. Like we said, a little East Coast bias right there. A little Eastern Conference talk here to talk. Uh, check out Double Double pod, the Double Double Podcast here on Variety Sports Network. If you're watching the baseball games, appreciate you checking in here as the as the basketball channel here as well. We'll be doing this with you every week here, or trying to do it every week with you here throughout the NBA season here. So let's keep it moving to the NBA Western Conference here. Let's get into some of the teams there. I got the Nuggets as the one seed again. I got the Suns as the two. Let's start right there. Is there a world where any somebody else jumps those teams, or do you like you got somebody else maybe in those one two seeds? Uh, no, I'm with you there. Um, yeah, Denver one, uh, Suns two. I just don't. I don't think the Lakers are going to chir- or be balls to the wall. That. I don't think they're going to be balls to the wall during the regular season. Yeah, uh, I think Golden State's good enough where they coast. You know, they try to stay in that three to four or five range. Yeah, and I just think Denver and Phoenix are the best two teams right now. So, for those reasons, I, I'm pretty comfortable saying they'll be, uh, you know, one and two. I think that's I think that's how it should be. Um, all right, like we move through there with the Nuggets and Suns, and we'll get in the Suns here. I want to kind of touch on them a little bit more here in a second. Let's so move through it. I'm going to give you mine first here a little bit on the Western Conference, give you a chance to react to that, and then you can give me your list. I got Clippers three – or, excuse me, Warriors three, Clippers four, Grizzlies five, Kings six, Lakers seven, T-Wolves eight, Mavs nine, and finally – I just always don't believe in this team, but I'm going to sneak them in there, ten Pelicans – I always just don't believe in their injuries. That's not great. I'm just saying they get in there. We'll see what happens at ten. I, I I believe the I believe those are the, those are my playoff teams. I got Warriors at three. I think they make a little jump. I do think the Suns are good. I think they do win that division over the Warriors though slightly. Okay. Um, but we'll see. Injuries will play a big factor with those teams to play out that. But it'd be funny to me if it was three, four, five Pacific division teams in that conference. The Grizzlies to me. I'm curious to get your thoughts on them with Morant 25. I still kind of I don't know. There's a world where I just kind of believe in them that they'll get a little bit of a little love there. I guess, I guess they've proven that they play well without John Morant, but 25 games is a big, big chunk of the year. It is. Um, And this is, that's going to be a lot, a lot of Desmond Bain. Like that's a lot of him just having the ball scoring. That's a lot of Derrick Rose minutes to start the year. I don't love Memphis this year. I don't love them. The, the reason I kind of like him more is because I feel like Marcus Smart can save him a little bit early. I feel like he'll be motivated. I feel like there's, or like there's some games he could help kind of steal a little bit early with his with his, and he kind of fits that Grizzlies kind of grit and grind crowd. He kind of fits in. That. I'm just saying there's a world to me where I see him fitting in. They steal some few games early in the season. They still they stay in the hunt. They get Morant back and they build. And I think Jackson, as we talked about last week as taking a big jump. I'm, obviously, I said he would, so I'm kind of playing into that as well, right? So I'm yeah. hoping he'll take it. I think Bain is – I know I, I follow a lot of guys on Memphis that do Twitter. I, I think Bain is an all-star player potentially, like three to four times, no doubt about it. Maybe a little bit more if he gets – I mean, maybe there's a world where he's like he's better, but I still feel he's like in that two to four range all-star kind of in his career. No doubt. He can score. He can shoot. Yeah, he's like, going to score, yeah. And he, but – there is he can't be your best player, no doubt about that, it. Like, but that's my that was my problem with it. 
I don't think Jackson is better than him, though. No, because really, man, that's see, they can't why, win. Why, why, why do you trust Jaron Jackson? He is a I don't, he I'm just saying a, he has to be their second best player. He's a fouling machine. <laughs> that he is. He <laughs> his offense is hit or miss. He's, he, I don't trust him. I trust Desmond Bain, but I don't trust him to lead my team through a 25 game stretch without with being the number one option. I think I think I think he can do it in spurts, but 25 games is such a big chunk. I, and I don't. I just don't trust Jared. I just don't trust Jared Jackson. I like the additional Marcus Smart. I think he's. I think he's a very good player, but he's he's also that guy who keeps ending up with the ball in crunch time, and that's not the guy you want with crunch time ball. That happened to Boston so many times, where they got the wrong guy with the ball. It just magically appears in his hands, and you don't want it there. I. I he's a great player, but I just. I don't know. I, I think me and you are going to differ on Memphis and the Clippers yeah. uh, a lot in this one. And, and why? But why do you trust? Why do you trust the Clippers' health over New Orleans's health? I don't really. I don't necessarily do, Doug. I tell you, like as I've watched sports for. Well, I'll tell you this. Like you, if you the more you get to know me, you'll know this about me. You're a movie guy. I believe in timing. I believe in yeah. like you can only be hurt so many years. Like I do. I'm not saying they're with it. I just kind of feel like there's a world where they kind of stay healthy a little longer. They have George. They kind of have a set rotation a little bit. I trust Lou as the coach. I'm just banking on it. Like, it's not necessarily – it's kind of like my Pacers one a little bit. Just kind of – this is where I feel like they're at if they – if when things go right. But, okay. obviously, Leonard gets hurt first game. That changes immediately, right? That, yeah, I mean, that, that's just right. – uh, I can't put them at seven because I don't feel like they're a seven seed. Their talent doesn't tell me that. So, it's like I can't put them there. That's for me where I'm like, okay, I'm going to bank on them being a little healthier, and even if one of them is hurt, the other one's at least a stud, and they can probably steal some games. That's where I'm thinking with it. Okay, then then here here's here's my ten, or here's my three through ten, since we all we both agree on Denver and Phoenix. Yeah. Um, give me give me Golden State to be the three seed. All right, we got that. I I got the Lakers as my four seed. I do think that they're gonna. I do think they are gonna be better during this regular season. Uh, I I'm a little confused. Are you are you out on OKC completely? Yeah, I don't have them making the playoffs because you didn't have them making the playoffs at all. No, I don't have them making it. Well, if if Shea Gildress Alexander is what people are, if people if he's a top ten player, they've got to be in. I would. Agree. So that's where I'm. That's where I'm interested. I I think they're going to be in. Um, the five seed's a little early for me. Um, so give me. Give me the Clipper, the Clippers at five. All right. Memphis at six. All right. So we're all uh, there. Minnesota at uh, seven. All right. Give me nope, nope. Sorry, switch that. Give me Sacramento at seven. Minnesota at eight. Dallas at nine. OKC at ten. Okay, so we got I got Pelicans at ten. So that's kind of probably the two teams where they're bad. That's where like we're imagining both those teams. Kind of like fighting at the end. So your mind has OKC sneaking in there at the end. I can respect that. We both have Mavs at nine. I find that interesting. We both I, have that. I'm <laughs> that. a Luca guy. I so I think Luca's. I just think he's ridiculous. Isn't it kind of funny? Both those guys could probably be one, two in scoring this year too, right? They could. They really could. easily, easily. I think Sacramento could probably be higher too if if they keep getting better. It's very tough out west. Can Murray it's take very, a jump. You're a, you're a college guy. Do you think Murray has another let, let, like he's going to be the to me? He's the biggest guy when I look at the Kings. We He's got to be better. He's got to be better. The leap last year, Murray was solid in the regular season, but he he has to take another leap for me for the Kings to take another leap. Like, and I think Mitchell is who he is. I like Mitchell, but I think he is who he is. The guard, like you know, what I mean, he's going to give you his tough defense. He's going to hit some threes, but he's not going to be a game changer in any means. So I think Murray's going to have to be the guy that to really take them to the kind of if they're going to take another step from what they did last yeah. year. So, um, right. I mean, if you look at it. Fox is going to be Fox. Uh, Sabonis, he's got to improve a little bit. Maybe if he can add a little bit to his range, consistency-wise. Herder's a solid shooting guard. Uh, Malik Monk off off the bench is really good. But yeah, Herder right, was Murray, impressive last year. That's a good. Murray's call. got he's got to take a leap here, or else yeah. they're going to be stagnant. Uh, yeah, I, I I think the Suns could be could be better than what I what I gave him credit for there. Um. 
the T Wolves. Now you talked about like we talked about Gilchrist, and we're like, well, he, you know, that he could be that. Like, well, Murray, Edwards kind of has that same pressure in some regards too. So he does. I feel like that's kind of, a, and you have Towns on the same team who kind of has. It, it kind of feels like this is their last year together, right? If they don't make it work, it does, it, this is this. I'm gonna. This is on record. If 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 they're not if they're not in contention or fighting for maybe a five a four a five six seed, Towns Towns has probably got to go. I think there's too much. He doesn't. He he has to realize he's not the guy there. He has to be comfortable as the the number two. This is Edwards' team. I'm the number two. I have to help this guy. It it, yeah. it, it can't it can't he can't there can't be any confusion this year. Hopefully, I like their coach. I think uh, Finch is a really good coach. He's got to have that conversation. That's got to be yeah. a hard conversation with Carl Anthony Towns. Um, they're five and zero in the preseason. Obviously, that doesn't matter. Nope. But. <laughs> Towns has got to be that number two. He's got to be number two. And Gobert, uh, we'll see where he fits in. The biggest difference we had is I have Lakers at seven. You have them at four. Uh, We'll see if the injury history, we'll see how that plays out this year with LeBron. Davis, he did look good a little bit last out of the highlights. He looked looked in primes. He's going to have to be like that. He plays like that. You're no doubt. I I, I probably will be immediately changing that thought process here 10 games into the season if I see prime Davis I think they're due for it. He's due for it. Yeah, no, I, I I agree, and I think if he's if he's Anthony Davis and their depth has improved the yeah. way I believe it has, I think they're right there, and especially in a playoff series. I think they're even better. They're more dangerous in a playoff series because that's when you can really, you can LeBron can really hone in. Okay, I'm focused. I'm ready. AD can you know? I think that's where the Lakers are going to be even better in playoff scenarios. And that would be a big thing for us and our difference if they did have a seven, you know, if they had a seven seed compared to a, a, a four seed, right? They'd have to play in that first round game too. So where we have them would be a big difference, obviously, headed into the playoffs if that was the case. So it'll be interesting. We'll have, we'll have this on record. We'll probably put it on Twitter tomorrow. Uh, we'll kind of check in on this as the season goes on. Where yeah. we're at with it. Um, the other team I kind of wanted to kind of – the teams that we didn't talk on a little bit in the Western Conference, we didn't talk about the Blazers. You talked about with them a little bit last week. They kind of made, made a jump. I don't have the Thunder, and you mentioned them. The Spurs, we'll get to them a little bit more too with the – They excite the, me, but, you know. With the Webley a little bit. And then the Jazz, they're they're kind of an interesting team a little bit. They, were, they got off to a great start last year, right? They were in the mix. They have marketing who took a jump. So kind of like to me, in, in some ways – I'm just calling us out, trying to be devil's advocate, I guess, to both of us. Are we just saying that the Jazz and marketing are just going to kind of stay where they were and they're not going to take another leap? So for that leap to happen, I need to see John Collins and marketing work together. Yeah. Because, I mean, John Collins is brought there probably to be their second best player. Is that what you think? Uh yeah, I would say so. I say Clarkson might probably well, get more shots and stuff like but, that, but he'll probably Collins might be the most important player, second most important player. Because I mean, I and I also that. I also like their size a lot. I think that could give teams trouble in today's NBA. Laurie Markkinen six ten plus. John Collins is six nine six ten. Walker Kessler seven six eleven seven foot. That's a big front line, no doubt. And those are talented guys. I wouldn't be surprised if Utah is fighting for that 10 seed, 9 seed either. It's just hard to put my finger on it. And Lori Markkinen has to be really, really good again. I think he can do it, but he's got to put that, put it together one more time for me to really be all in. He, he was fantastic last year. He was unreal. It was, it was great to see him. I always liked him in college too. So I was like, man, well, I don't get it on the Bulls. Uh, so it was good to see him kind of turn it around when he got traded to the Jazz there. Um, our guys at three the hard way call him Lori from marketing, so I always like that nickname they call it. They have him there for it. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, he was he was he was twenty six and nine pretty much last year. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Like he, he's yeah. a very very talented guy. Um, let me ask you about a team that I kind of like, but I think they're they're a year away probably. Right. I think Houston's got yeah. something going on. I think Houston's slowly rounding into a team. Uh, Jalen Green, I I think is is got a little bit of young MJ in him, but I'm not trying to say that's not no, what I, I, he's got that scoring kind of he can kind of score I in gotcha. bunches like young MJ. He's not Michael Jordan. That's not what I'm going for here. <laughs> People might jump on that and be like, whoa, what? No, no, he's got that kind of gene in the scoring department. He doesn't have the rest of it, but 
I think Houston's slowly rounding into a good team. Fred Van Fleet, Jalen Green, Dylan Brooks is a villain, but in the right role, Dylan Brooks is a good player. Jabari Smith Jr., if he can take another step. Singoon is a hell of a player to watch. That guy's fun as hell. Oh, he's one of my favorite players. I mean, I just think they're kind of developing something in Houston that could be competitive this season. I think the only th- I, I like when you got Whitmore in there, right? You get him possibly fighting for Boomer bus well. type guy. Boomer bus. I, I kind right of here. always liked Easton a little bit from LSU. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he'll find a home in Houston with all the players, but I kind of always liked his defensive uh, uh, tenacity a little bit, or maybe his defensive potential, I guess I should say. Right. A little bit uh, out there. Um, as a player. I think the problem Houston's going to f- run into, I think oh, for me, that's why I didn't pick him to make the playoffs, was sometimes you might, you sometimes have too many, you know, cooks in the kitchen. And I think they might run into that a little bit unless they maybe have some possible injury issues or they make a trade just because you'll have a lot of players that you're going to play. So it'll be interesting how the coach gets their minutes spread out and if it results to winning. Like, you know, because you know, what are you going to play Whitmore four minutes? You, know, you probably want to see him play like 12 minutes. So there's going to be games where he doesn't, though. And, you know, does Brooks set those minutes? You know, Van Vliet's not setting those minutes. Green's not setting those minutes. So Goon's probably – I mean, maybe in certain games, but I think he's fantastic. So I think he should be in most of the games as well. So yeah. we'll see if he can kind of stay up with them defensively a little bit more this year. Uh, Old Depot, I, I don't know. They have a lot of guys that they they can choose from. So and then yeah, I mean they I got the young too. I mean, so they got a lot of guys. So it's gonna be interesting. They got the young Thompson brother from the yes. draft. I mean, yeah, right. they've got they've got guys. It's just it's just like you said. Can Ime Adoku figure out these rotations? Um, in time to win games and be competitive because it takes, like you said, it takes time yeah. to work all this out. First year coach, I mean, guys like guys like Fred Van Fleet want to play minutes. Dylan Brooks wants to play minutes. Yeah. I, I, you're right; these are veteran guys who want to be on the court. Uh, it's going to be very Brooks interesting. Might get to see. himself suspended enough where it helps. <laughs> when, when you when you punch people in the dick in the preseason, you're liable to be suspended very early in the year. It's just what a such a wild thing that guy. Well, well, that's a bad official. He knows it. I'll get suspended here. Help the young guys out a little bit here. What, what, a, teammate. what a teammate. I did it to help. I'm helping the team, guys. Jeez. <laughs> uh, is that kind of something you would say when you do stuff like that? So maybe that's what he would do yeah, to justify it. All right. Hey, Row One brand. I always say the I, the, what's the best thing I love at Row One better their ticket stub stuff. But, so I have a few of them in the back here. I love ticket stubs. And they always do a great job with that. So be sure to use that code DSP15 over here at Variety Sports Network. Get 15% off anything in their art gallery. Question of the week here brought to you by Row One Brand. What are your top NBA league pass teams? One of my favorite questions leading in the season is always have to be the best team. Just like, what do you, when you turn it on, what's a team that you're always just kind of like, I'm fascinated about that team. Give me a few for you. Okay. For this season, I'm going to, I'm going to go into this year. I think the, you've mentioned it. You've mentioned them quite a bit. Um, I'm, I'm in on this. Uh, the Indiana Pacers. I think they're a must watch for, they got my guy Obi Toppin from UD. Halliburton's a hell of a player. Yep. Um, I always been a, a Buddy Healed fan, and um, obviously uh, Matherin, like you said, he's a fun, fun watch. I, I just think that team's got got guys that you yeah. want to see play basketball. So I'm going to say they're my number one right now. Uh, who would be your number one league pass team? It's always kind of. I mean, uh, for me, it's always high on the list. It's it's a, it's a West Coast team. That's where it always is. It's always it's always usually on the West Coast. And I'm gonna go. It's always they're they're rare. They're a world champ, but it's the Nuggets. I just love their I love their oh, game yeah. the most. They're number one for me. One A because I know they're too obvious. I'm gonna I always go Sacramento too. I'm always fascinated with the Kings because huh, I'm two hours away, but I don't get their games locally. But I can still go to their games quite a bit. So it's fun. That's always, and I'm I actually am sincerely fascinated by them uh, yeah, quite this sure. year because of the things we just mentioned. So I have them number one, number two, and then I'll let you give yours. I have for number two on my list the Suns. Right? How can you not have three guys and not have them on an NBA League Pass team high on our list? So I feel like that. I mean, the three of them we've been seeing them in the preseason now a little bit more, Doug. Yeah. We did, I was thinking about that after our show. I was like, well, I don't think I talked about them enough. <laughs> I just think I think they're so obvious that we're we're probably not trying to you know we're gonna be talking it. about them a lot. Huh? Yeah, I mean they're gonna. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be hard not to talk about them during the regular season. So I I feel like we're probably you know saving it. I everybody knows the Suns. I don't think they need they don't need us to you know put them over. But I am a little fascinated by them on that NBA league pass side because, like I said, I want to see the depth part, and obviously they have the offensive firepower. So give me that on the West Coast start time. 
And, but I also like, you know, that you know, just kind of like some of the extra pieces they have this year. I'm interested to see how that fits in. And right. then I got the Pelicans on my list as well with Zion. Fair. I'm interested to see Fair. if he kind of bounces back as well. Um, and then uh, kind of a kind of a rare, uh, kind of an interesting for one for me in some ways is I know is the Bulls. I'm kind of I kind of want to see if they explode in just <laughs> a million pieces this year, or do they hang on by a thread like? It's going to be very early on. We're going to tell what happens in those first like 20 games. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, in that regard, yes, they are interesting. <laughs> is this going to explode? That type of thing. Yes. That that was my part. They are Who else do you got on your list? Uh, so I went Pacers one, uh, two. I think, I think I'm going to put the Timberwolves at two. Uh, yeah, Anthony, Edward, Anthony Edwards is must watch TV for me. Yeah. Um, it's, he's just so talented, man. He's just that just, that's another guy who's got that. He's he definitely has some young MJ vibes to him. No, that guy can go get it. He's got that bounce that MJ had has her had. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's got a little bit better range than MJ, but MJ you know does finish better and things like that. Yeah. Um, no, and no. my and my number three, I want to watch Victor Wembanyama play. That guy's an alien. I. It's just it's fun to watch somebody play basketball in ways that we've never seen basketball play. It, this is like if Hakeem moved like Kevin Durant type stuff. Yeah. Like it, no, I, it, he's as an, he's an alien. So it's going to be really fun to watch him this year on league pass. Um, that's a good one. Then I also had the, I, I, we mentioned a little bit, but I have the Pistons and the wizards on my list too. It's kind of teams I'll be checking in a little bit on just because I do, I am fascinated by some of the teams that make trades early in their year and they and kind of seeing how, how they adjust a little bit. And I'm, and I think with the Wizards, I am in our Seattle that Kuzma pool works out a little bit, like and, and like just to kind of see what happens with there. And then the Pistons, like whenever you have a number one pick, and, and he's a kind of in, he's kind of in a year now where you're expecting him to take a leap. I feel like that's a team where, and you have Ivory, you have, you know, you, you traded for Wiseman, it looks like he might not even play much. Like, I you just want to see where I got. Those are some teams that kind of jump out. Like I say, it's NBA league pass teams. Like we're not the guys that are always going to be on TNT yeah. every week. So those are the few teams that I kind of find a little bit interesting as well. For me, like Heat, I can't find them interesting. They just play too too crappy yeah. for me. The The Knicks, it's like I don't know yet. I don't. I don't have the buy-in yet on the Knicks. It's not. A, those aren't league pass teams. You don't. Yeah, you, don't kind of, you don't throw well, on Miami. The one yeah, team yeah. though I have here, I forgot. I had them at two. And I just passed them right by. I don't even know how I didn't see it. Both imagine it somehow. It's the Mavericks. I have them as my NBA league number two NBA league pass team. So just with Donich and and they didn't make the playoffs last year. So yeah. that's high on my list to see how those two guys play here again. Yeah, Luca. I mean, say what you want, but as an individual basketball player, it's hard to be better as an individual than he is. So like, how did they miss the playoffs last year? Then Doug, like that's I, I think that's crazy with a ten. It is. It playoff. is. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's 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 got to be a little of a mark. I mean, them. they didn't play well together. And they sat out games to to get the draft pick, and now I I'm with you. I don't I don't love it, but they go and get that talented young center from Duke, uh, Lively. Uh, yeah, he's good. I mean, he's talent. It's potential. It's all potential with him. I, but I low key like their roster. Kyrie, Luca, Grant Williams is, is a tough corner three type guy who could help them on defense. Uh, Pal is not your center, traditional center. I, I think they got I think they can beat Tim Hardaway is is a great microwave type guy. I think they're gonna be competitive. I think they will make the play in at least this year. Like I said in our earlier Yeah, talks. yeah, yeah. No, that I so the, I just kind of like they'll be definitely be checking out on that and see how their games they should be playing some exciting games as well. I don't expect much defense in some of their in their games, so they should be playing some exciting games. That's what you look for, right? A WBA league pass, give you some high scoring affairs, give you some close games there. That's what we, that's what we want to check out the most. So I got so, that. Any other teams? So I pulled up Dallas's roster just to talk about a little bit yeah, yeah, before yeah. we move on. I mean, Seth Curry. Knockdown shooter. I mean, they yep. Maxi Kleber shooter. Um, they added, like I said, they added lively. Uh, I mean, if some of these guys can just hit open shots, this is this should be a playoff team, based on just how talented their one and two is. I, I don't know. I, I'm just 
it's hard to say that these guys can't get them get it get them back to the playoffs. Well, I don't know how they're going to protect the paint. I, I, I mean, I know Grant Williams helps them a little bit on some toughness, but I mean, I don't know how they protect the paint against the best teams like that. I just don't see how that they better outscore every team. I mean, and that's got, that Nelson. should be their goal, though. That should be the goal. I mean, Don they, Nelson, they, this baby up, score one forty. That's that's the goal here. Yeah, you are in there, right? I mean, they don't look at that. They have no size, Doug. They're like I, that is. Yeah. That's why they both have them at nine, right? I mean, yeah, they, I they think have, that's why. Yeah, yeah, we just don't believe in it. And that makes the most sense. But that doesn't mean you're top two on my NBA league pass team. So I definitely no. got you. There. Yeah, <laughs> you got to watch. There, there must see TV either way. I mean, no, I'm with you on that. Uh, so I got there. Hey, give me some uh, some best over and unders for the upcoming season. What do you got? Okay, I officially put my 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 bet in for. Uh, I think I did five over unders. So let me pull my pull my bet sheet up. Where whatever um, it logs you out right away. Now, when you oh. do over under, did you do just win loss? Did you do some other? Did you do some like? I just over- did. I just I just did win loss over unders. So some I'll, of the other. So I always get fascinated too with some of the ones where it's like. Uh, when I used to, I used to kind of go for like about two months there. I was into like checking out like over under on rebounds or like all oh, that those stuff. Are fun. You, you got to get caught in, caught up on some of that stuff with it. So those are some fun over unders I, I used to do with it. So go ahead. It looks like you got it. Okay. I've got five over unders for everybody. Um, Indiana Pacers, 38 and a half wins. That's what would call. you, would you, would you go over under on that? I went I over. Would. I I have him as the five seed, so I'm definitely going. You, over you have to go over on your. I prediction. definitely have him. Over okay, on. so I went over on the Pacers win total also, thirty eight okay. and a half. I um, like it. This this is going to disagree with what you said because of this. Los Angeles Clippers forty five and a half wins. I went under. I don't I trust. I don't trust them to be on the court. I don't trust them. That's fair. I have them probably. I have them getting like around forty-eight. So I probably that's that's kind of an over for me there on that. Yep, so, I, yeah, I, I, that's why. Um, my next one: Portland Trailblazers, 25, 27 and a half wins. I went over. <laughs> if if they hit twenty-eight, I'll be so happy. I'm going under on that one, my friend. It's tough. Are you go, you're going under, aren't you? I'm going under on that one. I'm just yep. agreeing with you there. Uh, San Antonio Spurs, twenty-eight and a half. I went under. I'm gonna go under two on that. I was thinking for that. I kind of want to go over a little bit, but I, I'm gonna go under two. Um, and then my last one for just this ex- exercise: Charlotte Hornets, 31 and a half wins. I said under. No way. No. It, and I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna switch the the pace the Spurs one. I think they can get 31. I think the Spurs get. So I'm gonna go over on the Spurs one. Yeah, they I'm were 28 and a half. So you're going. Yeah, over. I'm gonna go over on Spurs then, Ooh. but I am gonna go under on the Hornet. That seems really high for them. That's why. I, that's why. I was like, okay, under. I like. I smashed it on the. Under I guess on Mr. One. Ball's gonna take another leap, and yeah, you know, I mean Miller does look good in the preseason. And he was yeah, great sure. at Alabama. I think he does. I think. I mean, I do think he's a good player. Like I, I do too. I like. I like his game a lot. But I also watch, you know, March Madness, and he folded. Oh man, the March Madness died. He was it. bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm just. I know. I'm just. Uh, no, I get you. That's fun. I like that. He can. Pl- uh, he can play. Though he's playing well right now. Yeah, It'd be no, nice if the Hornets could actually get a draft pick, real right. <laughs> nice yeah, if they I mean, get a guy that kind of pan out for him at least here. So we'll see if they can kind of get it together there. What I mean, you they're, talk, they're you just about not good. No, he's not. He's not good at all. You talked about it real quick. Uh, what are your expectations for Victor? High. Very high. Like just like, this season, like for this season, are you expect him to play. What do you think? They play him sixty games on purpose. You think there's a world they let him play every game if he's healthy? I would like to. I would like to think they would. Yeah. Because because here's my thing: you're only going to get better by being out there. I yeah. if he gets hurt, if he gets hurt early, call it sure. Because you're not going to win anything this year. But I would like to see him go through the grind and improve by playing, not by just osmosis being on the bench. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to see him play. I want to see him improve that way. Uh, give me, give me, fifteen points a game, ten rebounds, two blocks a game. Definitely should be able to get ten rebounds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's just fifteen think, points. That's a good solid season there. He should, like if he's going to be a stud like we all think. That's a solid line base for your first year. I and I wanted to say I wanted to say more points, but I didn't want to like just make the expectations ridiculous because no, I don't think points. I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna have him shoot you know twenty times a game as a rookie. I just 
this man will be running so many dribble handoffs. It'll be crazy. This guy, yeah. this guy uh, yeah. high post dribble handoff roll. Dribble, he'll be doing all that work right there for Mr. Mr. Popovich. All right, hey, news and notes part of the segment. It is a little Warriors time here, Doug. Let's show it. Let's go. Four time champ Andre Iguodala does call it uh, call it quits. Nineteen year career. Uh, he says you want to play at a high level, but then family is a lot. My son is sixteen. Then two girls. So looking forward to seeing them more. So that's kind of part of the main reason he retires. Obviously, not getting the playing time like he was before, justifiably with uh, with it. But I don't know. Like when you think about him, like he, you probably you're obviously a little bit younger than me. So when you think of Iguodala, what what kind of this is the first team you think of? Just at the Warriors, or is there? Do you think of him with the Sixers first? Uh, I think of him with the Arizona Wildcats. Okay, so you do think about him in college first. I mean, I, yeah, I, I remember that uh, most of his NBA career he wasn't very good. I'm just, I'm just, no, I remember I remember when he got drafted to Philly because they always wore those ugly-ish blue uniforms that weren't ever like Philly to me. The um, ones, yeah. And, and he was asked to be something he really wasn't as like a number one option. Um, and then as he progressed throughout his career, he got in better situation, better situation. And then he, he really flourished as that guy for Golden State. Um, a lot of respect for Andre Iguodala. He's one of the better role players um, throughout his career that I can remember in my time as an NBA fan. So uh, congratulations on a hell of a career. Um, enjoy your retirement. But, yeah, I, I mean, the guy won a finals MVP for, you know, Giving LeBron a hard time. I mean, it was very, it, you know, it was very impressive. So, just a hell of a career for that guy. Uh, all the respect in the world. Ninth overall pick, 2004 NBA draft. There, he did average 19.9 points per game in 2007, 2008. That was his highest scoring. So, he did have the potential to double AIs there. Allen yeah. Iverson, Andre Iguodala for a little bit. Iguodala wasn't a natural scorer quite like that. So, never was his role. Went on to, to me, it was it was when he went on to Denver. Uh, and that year he played with them, they got the three seed. The Warriors did bounce him out there as the six mm-hmm. seed that year, but I was really, I just remember thinking, man, this guy's unreal defensively, Iguodala that year. He just, because I got to see him more on that West Coast a little bit and just his defense. And then he goes to the Warriors there with Mark Jackson, and it's just defense, his, his knowledge. To me, there really hasn't been, he's not the best defensive player, but I would I would think he's got to be one of the top 10 best defenders, maybe in the, or maybe in the last 10 like years, probably. And he's he's underrated. And he's probably even on the list of smarter players. Like he really yeah. is. Like he's super intelligent. I, I, I I'm a basketball coach. So like the, the ability for him to use the out, like his hand outside of his hand or the inside of his hand in this formation to get steals to me has always been the most fascinating part of his game. He's the only player that really takes advantage of like this basic 1950s defensive angle that you should take on any defensive slide. So it's always something that has always impressed me. But they, yeah. it's a little basic skill. But I'm just like amazed by him to be able to just like kind of have those little details and nobody he proved it in that game set seven against Oklahoma City Center nobody's better at stripping a basketball right you they, I, just, I mean um like just just looking back you know because obviously the Cavs and the Warriors played all those times and then yeah. you know uh, that that lineup of Curry Thompson Iguodala Draymond and Bogut or whatever big you know they had it just Iguodala was just such a, a lengthy, physical, good athlete, defender. He just was a really like he was the perfect role player. He yeah. he hit he hit big shots when you needed them. He was he just I mean, really, he was one of those guys he's like, damn, why don't we have an Iguodala on our team? <laughs> a guy who just is perfect to play with. Um, we need a coach on the floor. We need right. a yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we, we need a six six stupid athletic coach out here. <laughs> Uh, and then um, uh, just a quick shout out to his brother, Frank, Frank Iguodala, who went to UD. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know uh, the, his claim to Did fame he play was, much? Yeah. He, his claim to fame was he chipped his tooth on the rim. He had oh, a half a tooth because he clipped. And was then he older he, or younger? Uh, I believe he was I believe younger. He, was younger. And okay. he went on to do the – do you remember like the City Slam? Um, yeah. Like those dunk competitions and stuff? Yeah. He went on to do a bunch of that stuff. So it was always cool having the brother of Andre Iguodala. That's cool. So, yeah, shout out there. As you said, Andre Iguodala, congrats on the 19-year career. Great and shout out to Frank. Was it Frank Iguodala? You Frank, said? Frank Iguodala. Frank Iguodala yeah. there uh, as well. So shout out to having the chip tooth there, the Dayton uh, flyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like we said, hell of a player. We, we definitely need to shout him out. 
um, uh, on the, on, uh, here on the Double Double Podcast. He even made the finals with the, the Miami Heat there when he made it to oh, the, yeah. the bubble there. So it's kind of even crazy he made it there with them. All right, quickly, news and notes. I don't want to spend much. I'll move on to the next one quick, but just want to bring it up. Harden again, skipped practice, probably out for the season there uh, with the Hawks. I want to move on to this, though. Adam Silver hints at the NBA considering NBA changes to the All-Star game. Says the league is looking possibly to the East-West All-Star game format. Please, I am a, I'm a huge nostalgic guy. And please bring back the uniforms of the team that yes. they actually wear, please. Like, yeah. can we just do that? The white that was- for home. The, so just, I love that. For me, that stuff matters. It just does. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I don't know why it ever changed. I thought it was stupid when we changed the first time. So I'm all in East and West. I think it's just so much better of a format. Let's stick, let's stick with our conferences and the jerseys. The jerseys is a great point. That's a, a, White, you know, hey, represent your team and the East, or you know, represent your team and the West. I, I'm with that completely. Uh, yeah, I'm all in on that that whole idea from you. All right, next year, Doug, me and you on Fatboy Fadeaway Sports. I always like you, as you know, I like to do like rewatchables with sports games. Next year, I haven't already played the game. I want to do it around NBA All Star Weekend. I want to rewatch the 2000. I believe it might be the 2001 All Star game with the. Uh, with Iverson and Marbury in the East, they make the comeback to beat the West. Oh, yeah. And they have the, so we got to rewatch that one. That would be a fun one to kind of check out and check in. I always like to look at who the announcers were, all that good stuff. So that one's on my list as a rewatchable here. So we'll definitely have to do that here with it. So I hope Adam Silver is more than considering. I hope you actually do this. That's what didn't, I want. Didn't Marbury hit two or three threes in a oh. row? Like just knocking yeah. down just dagger type threes in that game? And my I re- was getting every rebound. Yeah, I haven't rewatched that in a while, but that oh, was yeah. yeah. No, I'm definitely in, into that idea. Let's 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 do that for sure. All right, it's awesome when you do that too because you're like, oh, I forgot about that guy, or like you forgot, like you just like forget about their moves, and it's like it's always a great reminder of like what actual what history was. So that's why I always encourage people like rewatch like these guys weren't moving around like they were in like canes like they were. They were getting up and down because what I mean we had what Vince Carter Kobe. Tracy, we had some, we had some bounce in that game, yeah. right? Is that the is that Kobe the game was in they... those? Kobe was for the West. Duncan was on that team. Garnett yeah. was on that team. Garnett, young Weber. Garnett was a monster, just a freak of nature. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, those guys were. It was fun. Crazy. And then you always have like your fun guys, like Wally Zerbiak, that are in it, like the ones that are stroke, just stroking. Yeah. How'd that guy get in there? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's just kind of funny when you look at some of those guys yeah. too. All right, hey, get to the end here. First game, Thursday night, NBA season is here. We'll have Ernie Johnson. We'll have all the guys there on TNT, Charles Barkley. We'll have them bringing in the game to us here. Who you got? Denver Nuggets. It's funny that to me the Nuggets actually don't host a game here on uh, opening yeah, night. It's just a weird deal. I've said that for the first time I saw the schedule. It makes no sense to me. In L.A. at a weird time, 4.30 um, West Coast time. What do you got? Nuggets at Lakers. It kind of seems like it means a little bit more maybe for the Lakers, I feel like, than it would for the Nuggets in a sense. What do you got? Wait, it's it's LA at Denver, right? I think it's – I thought it was Nuggets at Lakers. Do I have it wrong? I'm pretty no, sure it's Nuggets. I think you swapped them. Guys, I'm All on ESPN right. looking at – it's Lakers at Denver. Okay, I was going to say, you, you couldn't do that to Denver after they went. That's what I thought too. Okay, so I'm glad I read that wrong. So it is Denver at them. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I want. I wonder if the Lakers are going to go really hard this first game, because they've, like, they're just going to go harder than Denver goes in game one. Um, give me the Lakers. Give me the Lakers by four to open the year. I think the Lakers are going to be really amped up for this one more than Denver will be. You know, they've heard all season about Denver. Mike Malone's taking shots at them. Give me the Lakers to be super amped up for this one uh, to steal one in Denver to start the year. I like that call. I like that. I I, I think that I think, and then we'll see what now that I know it's at Denver. For some reason, I thought I saw it in L.A. in Denver. I think that makes we'll we'll see how the ceremony. Sometimes that can play. You see it play both factors yeah, a little bit. Recently, but more more times than not, it does kind of play out at a loss a little bit. Sometimes for that home team, they they come out a little flat. Yeah. But I do. I'm with you. I think it does mean a, a lot more to the Lakers here than it does uh, the Nuggets. Obviously, they just won the championship, so they lose one game to the Lakers here on opening night. They're not gonna. They're not going to be too concerned there with it. Let's get to the night, the recap. You'll have to stay up late for this one. Phoenix Suns at Golden State Warriors. This should be kind of a, it's, you know, Durant hasn't played a game that there since he came, since he left the Golden State, which is absolutely fascinating. 
uh, just given the circumstances, injuries, COVID, all this stuff. What do you got? You think the Suns roll over the Warriors? Warriors kind of get game one. I'm interested in this one for a different reason. I, I want to see how the Suns defend a team like the Warriors with their um, offensive firepower the Suns have. I want to see them how they defend and how they match up. So I'm assuming they're going to start somebody uh, to help off on to help with Steph. And then I would assume Beal will probably guard the small forward and uh, Booker will guard Clay. Booker yeah. will probably also guard Steph throughout some of the game. It oh. just kind of depends on who's in. Uh, I'm intrigued to see how that all kind of shakes out. Uh, have we have we have we decided officially who's Golden State's going to be starting five? Is that is that my guess is Paul's going to start game one because obviously Green. I don't think Green's going to play in the opening game, so my guess is they'll start Paul. So then, in Maybe. my opinion, they put Beal on Paul, Booker on on Clay, and then somebody's going to have to chase Steph. So that, mm-hmm. I'm very interested in those that matchup. So that's what I want. I'm going to stay up to watch those matchups for sure. And, you know, they got they got they signed Eric Gordon. They got you know they got Damian Ooh, Lee still. They got Bull. I bet. I think I think Allen. I would play. I would play. Ooh, Grayson Allen. Do I put him out there just to just piss Steph off? So they got some guys they can throw out you yeah, a little bit on that yeah, side. I'm just interested in what they do in the opening. Yeah, game. I agree. Uh, give me Phoenix right. to win this game because I just. Right. Nobody on nobody on the Warriors can stop Durant if he really wants. I like as good as as good as Golden State's going to be long term. I think Durant's going to have something to prove, and he's a just a bucket. And Clay's not Clay anymore. He's going to have a hard time with Booker. I, I think that I think that gives him a little bit of an edge in this opening game. Well, we need Wiggins to kind of step up a little bit in the game like oh, this. Yeah, without, Wiggins. Jeez, I forgot about Wiggins. Wiggins Wiggins is your guys' most important player. You know yeah, you're getting out of step. When he plays you know? well, when he plays well, there's a good chance we win. So Wiggins on Wiggins on KD. Oh, definitely. But I bet I bet you he probably spends some time on Booker too. Unless, unless Draymond, too. I'm Draymond probably guards KD a little bit. Wiggins guards Booker. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some interesting. There's going to be some interesting rotations in this opening game. This is this is very marquee uh, game in terms of you know coaching. You know, we could we could see some good coaching in game one. And, and you know, like either coach is going to push their guy, so it's going to be a little bit there. We'll see Nurkic if he plays how he fits in with the Suns as well as the big guy there too. So we'll see. It is a fascinating. It'll be a fascinating matchup here, especially if we get it in the playoffs going forward. So we'll see how both teams play. And I'm guess I'm hoping it's a close game, and think, uh, we see we see some hype there with between Durant and Curry at the end there. Yeah. Do you think Do you think both teams maybe go small and uh, not worry about oh, and, and not. And not worry about putting Nurkic and Looney out there game one. I think right. I, I'd be a lot happier if they just went small ball like that. You know, Sun start Eric Gordon maybe instead of uh, Nurkic. And you guys obviously start Chris Paul and just go a different, you know, call yeah. Paul, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins. And then we get that we get that fun uh, small ball matchups. The only problem is, you know, like I said, Draymond Knight might not be in the game. So, like, oh, that's yeah, going to change everything. We'll see where ankle his ankle is. I don't think they'll play him. I think Kaminga's – that's why they're going to go small. Like, he's going to play Moody. They're going to expect a lot out of Moody as well in this game. He So, those guys are going to get the minutes, right? Those are the two guys that need to take a big jump. So, I think they'll get the first crack at it here from Steve Kerr to start the, to start the year uh, in terms of, like, just – Right off the bench, especially with Green's injury, they're going to want them to play. They have some veterans. I bet Rudy Gay gets minutes as well. They have they have Sarich, so I think it's a nice get, body to throw out there. Yeah, I think Sarich will be. A, I'll be interested to see how he fits with the Warriors as well, and we'll see. I don't know. We'll see if they give any room to like Jackson Davis or any. We'll see if they give any stuff to guys like that, any big. So who was solid in Indiana? So we'll see if he gets a chance at all with the with the uh, with the Warriors. So. Um, that's double double podcast for this week on Variety Sports Network. We've got that opening day as we just kind of our opening uh, night coming here on Tuesday night. With we got like we said, Denver at uh, Los Angeles at Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns at Golden State Warriors. Wanted to shout out our guys over here at Variety Sports Network. Out of your Falcon mind, getting one one thousand subs. Congrats, guys! That's really crazy, awesome. Crazy number. Something like Congrats, that. Guys. So, uh, it's pretty cool that they're part of our network and they've been doing it for a while. I appreciate their hard work is inspiring. So. Even if this is a basketball podcast, got to still shout out people that are real, 
and that work for real and work real hard. So I got to shout out those guys, John and Mike over there at out, out of your fucking mind. Yeah. Darren, before we go. Yep. I want, I want you to give me a double, double pr- prediction for the opening night. Who gets a double, double in the opening night games? <laughs> can I go easy? No, just kidding. Who gets a double? I'll go. Uh, I'm going to take a little, I'm going to, I'll go a little risk here. Like I'm not gonna go okay. easy. I'm not gonna go like joker, joker. Too something. easy. Like, no, yeah, I want. I want. Yeah. I want a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Austin Reeves gets 15 points, 10 assists. Oh, okay. That's a good one. So All right. I just wanted. I wanted to get a double double prediction out of you before we moved on. But no. yeah, keep going. Kaminga, like 14 points, 14 Whoa. assists. No, I'm scared. No, I'm scared. <laughs> All right, uh, if he get 14 points, I like our chances, though. Yeah, I like those that's true. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, so next week we'll have some we'll – we obviously have some real games to talk about. We'll kind of be breaking down those a little bit. We'll have a little bit to get into there. Um, I'm going to – hopefully we'll start – I'm going to probably start looking to get some guests in as well here as the show's kind of getting going here too. So be sure to check us out next week. On the Double Double Podcast, for Doug, I am Darren Breyer. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Hey, this is Brandon, CEO of the Variety Sports Network. Thank you again for watching tonight's show. Best way you can support us is by hitting that subscribe button, that like button, and hitting the notification so you don't miss out on the next show right here on the Variety Sports Network.